KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, January 10th. A project to create housing on Navy property is moving forward. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The California State University System says it's giving a 5% raise to its instructional faculty and says that is its last, best, and final offer. It's less than the 12% the California Faculty Association was demanding, and the union says CSU management expressed nothing but disdain for faculty by walking out of negotiations. The union is still planning to strike later this month. SDSU is part of the CSU system. There's a lot going on with our weather today. The National Weather Service says there's a chance of rain throughout the county tonight and into tomorrow morning. Plus, a wind advisory goes into effect for the county's inland valleys tonight and lasts until noon tomorrow. Gusts could reach up to 40 miles per hour. By the coast, there is a high surf advisory in place from tonight until tomorrow night. Wind waves can reach up to 11 feet. Temperatures by the coast today will be in the high 50s. In the inland areas, temps will be in the low 60s. In the desert, it'll be in the high 60s. And in the mountains, it'll be in the low 40s. There's also a high wind warning in the mountains and deserts overnight. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria is giving his final State of the City address tonight. We can expect to hear plenty of talk about homelessness in the mayor's speech. Since the last State of the City address, Gloria has opened two safe camping sites on the outskirts of Balboa Park. More than 500 people are now staying there in tents. He also adopted a ban on camping in the public right-of-way, and he's hoping to open a new shelter near the airport sometime this year. The speech starts at 6 p.m. at the Balboa Theater in downtown. You can watch it live on the city's website at sandiego.gov. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. The Navy selected developers to rebuild 70 acres of land less than a mile from the San Diego airport. Reporter Katie Heisen looked into their plan. The warehouses used to be for building World War II planes. Now they house the Navy's Information Warfare Systems Command, or NAVWAR. We're kind of the Best Buy cyber geeks. That's project manager Greg Geisen. The development team is made up of San Diego-based Manchester, who did the Navy complex on Broadway, and Virginia-based Edgemoor. They would build new Navy facilities first, for free, in exchange for development lease rights to the rest of the land. Their proposal includes up to 10,000 new housing units. The opportunity to put this type of housing on a transit line this close to downtown is really a, a godsend. Federal land is exempt from local zoning, so they could build tall. Dyson acknowledged pushback from neighbors in Mission Hills. They plan to re-engage with the public when designs are solidified and hope to break ground in two years. 
Katie Heisen, KPBS News. A new airline will soon be operating out of the San Diego airport. Reporter John Carroll says the new carrier will bring nonstop service to cities currently not served out of San Diego. Today, I'm very thrilled to welcome Breeze Airways as a new air carrier to our San Diego family of airlines. The San Diego County Regional Airport Authority's Hampton Brown was all smiles on Tuesday morning, announcing that two-year-old Breeze Airways will soon begin service out of San Diego International. The airline will start in late April, offering nonstop service to Raleigh-Durham, Pittsburgh, Norfolk, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville. Breeze Airways spokesman Gareth Edmondson-Jones says it was an easy decision to come to San Diego. What we do is we look at uh, markets that are currently unserved and we look at the biggest routes where people currently have to go through Atlanta or Chicago or Houston or whatever, Dallas. Breeze Airways will be the 17th airline to serve San Diego. John Carroll, KPBS News. The state law that requires you to put your food waste in a green bin is expanding. Starting this month, it will include new businesses. Reporter Melissa May describes how the change is going to help the environment and those experiencing food insecurity. This year, a new aspect of Senate Bill 1383 went into effect. It's known as California's short-lived climate pollutant reduction law, and it's meant to help reduce food waste from going into landfills to combat climate change. Speaking from the organization's warehouse, Feeding San Diego's Kate Garrett says the leftover food will allow them to better help the 300,000 San Diegans facing food insecurity. This law is actually requiring businesses that never really had donations as part of their business plan, as part of their model, to now start looking to food recovery organizations like Feeding San Diego to take care of the logistics, to pick up anything that they would have otherwise put into the trash can. Now hotels, health facilities with more than 100 beds, event venues, school districts, restaurants that seat more than 250 people, and others have to comply with the law. Melissa May, KPBS News. A sand replenishment project in Solana Beach was delayed because of the winter storms. The project was more than 20 years in the making. North County reporter Alexander Wynn has more on when it's expected to start. In 2000, dealing with the loss of sand on its coastline, Solana Beach reached out to the Army Corps of Engineers for help. Early last year, Congressman Mike Levin secured $30.5 million for the project, which also includes sand replenishment for Beacons Beach in Encinitas. Dolan Chung is the project manager for the Army Corps of Engineers. He says the sand replenishment is a 50 year commitment for the Corps. We will do roughly eight additional re-nourishment events over those 50 years. The average cycle based upon our computer modeling is roughly about six years between re-nourishment cycles. But first, the Corps has to finish a different sand replenishment project in San Clemente, which was started in mid-December. But multiple winter storms caused a delay there. Chung says the Solana Beach project is expected to start around the end of the month. Alexander Nguyen, KPBS News. Coming up, our KPBS education reporter joins me to talk about changes to college tuition and the FAFSA. Mexican residents who live near the border are eligible now for in-state tuition at certain community colleges. We'll have that and more education-related news just after the break. 
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. If you're looking to enroll in college this year as a new or returning student, changes on the new FAFSA application will affect you. Joining me to talk about that and more is education reporter M.G. Perez. Welcome to the podcast, M.G. Good to be with you, Debbie. What was the reason for changing the financial aid application process? Believe it or not, a federal government agency, the U.S. Department of Education, decided they were finally ready to try to streamline and make the process much more efficient so that it would be easier for families to figure out just how much they could contribute to their students' education. And uh, that's really the bottom line is more efficient, easier to fill out, and that's what they're hoping for. So, M.G., what are some of the major changes when students apply now? Well, I will tell you, having done a FAFSA of my own 100 years ago, it uh, caused a lot of stress to families because there were so many questions and so much information that they asked for. This new FAFSA has uh, less questions. In fact, it's gone from 100 questions down to just about 30 questions. There will also be many more opportunities for families to qualify. Uh, of course, it's determined by income and other uh, f uh, factors, but uh, there will be more eligibility for more low and moderate income students who will qualify for Pell Grants. But basically, grant money is free money that you don't have to pay back. So that's going to be significant. Pell Grant money can be used to pay for textbooks, for class hours, for other charges that a student would encounter in the course of their semester. Also, financial data will be shared directly from the IRS. In the past, that was an extra step, extra work that the family had to do in order to document why they needed money to pay for college. And not everyone is eligible for financial aid, like you mentioned. And when it comes to college tuition, anyone who comes from out of state has an even higher tuition cost. But that's set to change for some during a new pilot program. Can you tell us a little about this? This is very exciting, and it's happening right here in San Diego County and Southern California. Mexican residents who live near the border are eligible now for in-state tuition at certain community colleges, and that's a huge financial break for them because, as you mentioned, if you're from out of state, and certainly in the past Mexico has been considered that, uh, you would pay a lot more to attend a community college. It is a pilot program, and it will go through the end of 2029 to see if, in fact, there is a real benefit to Mexican residents coming across the border every day to attend community college. And a program like this is important. Why? 
It's important because it makes higher education more accessible to students who need it most. I talked with the president of Southwestern College, which is one of the community colleges that is part of the pilot program, and he said this is important because it guarantees that we will not lose talent from Mexican students coming across the border. That's a whole other pool of opportunity, not only for the education system, but also the local economy here in San Diego County. Where can students go to learn more about the new out-of-state pilot program and FAFSA? Well, FAFSA is uh, studentaid.gov. That's the website, studentaid.gov. Now, I will tell you, because this is new, uh, there has been some challenges in getting onto the website. One report that I saw said it was kind of like uh, the Ticketmaster situation and trying to buy Taylor Swift tickets. Hopefully, it's going to go a lot more smoothly than that, but studentaid.gov is the place to go to start this process. And as far as the Mexican resident law, I would recommend going to the website of the community college that you're interested in attending for more information on that. Okay, MG, any other new laws going into effect in the new year on the education beat? Absolutely. We will be uh, looking at a new law that requires all first through sixth grade students to learn cursive writing. What that will look like is that teachers will be implementing some kind of cursive instruction rather than being required to teach cursive in a specific grade. I will tell you as a former teacher, it always blew my mind that students didn't have to learn cursive writing. It is much more efficient. You can write faster. And in the world of AI and uh, other Uh, factors that come into the classroom, this is really going to be a benefit. It's going to be a challenge, but that uh, law takes effect and it'll be required just like math, science, and English. Cursive writing, something we'll be looking at. We'll also be looking at helping uh, undocumented high school students who want to attend college. A lot of them have fear around that because they are not part of the DACA program, but there is an organization called Students Without Limits that are helping them uh, kind of maneuver that system in order to get access to higher education. Well, I'm sure you'll be following the rollout of these new laws in the new year. And I've been speaking with KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez. Thank you for all this information and for coming on the San Diego News Now podcast. Good being with you, Debbie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. In other education-related news, today Governor Gavin Newsom is scheduled to release his new annual state budget proposal, and it will come with an expected $68 billion deficit. That means potential cuts in programs for social services, health care, and public education. The California School Boards Association is already advocating for the governor to eliminate cuts that could trigger teacher layoffs and campus closings. Troy Flint is chief information officer for the association. We understand there needs to be belt tightening and there are going to be some sacrifices made. We're realistic about that. But where we draw the line is cutting into the base funding. Flint says the extended deadline last fall for filing income taxes contributed to the large projected deficit, and he says the state should use some of its reserves that are already intended for education programs. And just a quick correction on yesterday's show. Yesterday, Ortiz said that some construction workers in the South Bay would be getting more pay. It's more accurate to say that those workers will be getting better benefits. That's it for the podcast today. 
As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top stories. Plus, we hear why voting in Mexico's upcoming presidential election matters now more than ever. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.